0: Alright, let's uh, look at the scriptures now. We're in Matthew, the 14th chapter, verse 13. Now, we just read where uh, John the Baptist had his head cut off because he told Herod that he couldn't do something sexually immoral, which we can't talk about that today. So, he gets his head cut off, and then it says, When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. Well, as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, You know, this is a remote place. It's getting late. We need to send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. A lot of people are out there, thousands of people. The Bible says there's 5,000 men along with women and children, just the culture of the day, the way they spoke. But if you've got 5,000 men, you undoubtedly probably have 5,000 women. And if you count the rugrats, there's tens of thousands of rugrats all over the place. There's a lot of people out there. And the disciples come and say, Listen, you know, you've been praying for these people, this is awesome. <laughs> it's getting late, they've got to go get something to eat, because we're out in the middle of nowhere. And Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And I'm sure they were kind of stunned, like, what? What can we do about this? And they said, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish. You got a bucket of fish. It's not enough to feed all these people. And Jesus said, bring them here to me. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass and then taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and he broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. Now we're about to read two of the most remarkable miracles that Jesus ever performed. There's really three miracles that almost everybody knows about Jesus, even if they never darken the door of a church. One is that he turned water into wine. Everybody loves that one. Uh, the second is that he walked on water which we're about to read and the uh, third is that he fed all these people which we're reading right now this, these are like the most dramatic miracles that people know about Jesus and it's really amazing when you read the Bible what Jesus did is stunning it's absolutely I don't think people really understand nobody in the history of mankind ever has done what he did in fact no one even claims to have done what he did You know, not Muhammad, not Buddha, no, nobody, no religious leader ever since the time. Human beings were walking on the face of this planet. Has anyone even claimed to do what he did in three years and dramatically changed the world? And still changing the world to this day. The miracles he did, quite stunning. So anyway, he says, bring them here to me. He takes... The bread and the fish, and he breaks some, gives thanks, and he gives them back to his disciples. Now what happened? As far as we can tell, nothing. Now this is one of these strange miracles. One of the things that's really remarkable about this, and this is recorded a few times in the gospels that he did this, is oftentimes when he would do a miracle, it was rather dramatic. Something would happen. Whoa, you know, you'd see something, you know, somebody raised from the dead. Woo! I mean, that's pretty exciting. And would be kind of cool to see. Although I'm pretty sure if I'm at a funeral and the guy sits up, I'm heading for the back door. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but I mean, he did. I mean, it was like, wow, stuff would happen. Okay? Well, as far as we know, nothing happens right away or they would have reported. I'm pretty sure these guys, all of them, recording this stuff, if all of a sudden fish started bubbling out of the pail and all of stuff, you know, they just, Whoa, all of a sudden fish everywhere and everybody's running up to grab. So that's not what happened. As far as we know, after he finishes praying, he gives them back the loaves and the fish, and nothing had changed. Now, what's interesting about, well, if we keep reading here, it says, then uh, he gave them to the disciples, the disciples then gave them to the people, and then they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples, when they were done, they pick up 12 basketfuls of broken fish, why, 12 apostles, they each had one. And that were left over and the number who ate this is where we see the number, about five thousand men besides women and children. A dramatic miracle in the sense and very unique in that as far as we can tell, nothing happens until they start feeding. People and for some reason, somehow they just never ran out. And then they probably gave some to the other guy. Well, here's a couple of, here's some fish pieces and stuff here. And and, uh, and they started giving, and they never ran out. And after thousands of people fed, then they had 12 baskets left of all this stuff. It just never stopped. Now the reason I point this out this morning is because oftentimes. God will work this way in people 's lives. I know people come to God and they want something to happen right away. They want something dramatic you know they 're not feeling good. pray for me, and then they 're still feeling lousy when they leave, and maybe they feel worse than when they came, and they get discouraged. Why didn't things change? Situations in your life. You're praying God will change. You pray, 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 and then it seems like nothing happened. And uh, uh, you know, you give financially, and and you think, well, well, nothing, nothing, well, nothing's happened right away. See, we look in our pail of fish, and it's still the same fish, and we get discouraged. But don't get discouraged. The way it works is when you start reaching in for fish, you keep having more fish. It doesn't end. There's an unlimited supply. God meets all of your needs this is what happened with these guys and I promise you especially with this financial stuff people who give financially to the church you talk to people who actually do this on a consistent level actually tie their income the testimonials you'll hear is like it's just amazing just things are better for us they're just better for us financial I don't know how see not a lot of people have a time, hard time relating to anything from faith but we relate to the opposite let me give you the opposite of this because most of you can relate to the opposite all right you ever been in a situation where it seemed like your pail of fish ran short? And it's like, you should have, but you don't have. And what happened to the money? I don't know. I don't know. I thought we had enough money. Now we don't have enough money to make it to the end. And all of a sudden the refrigerator broke. And that wasn't working. And there was more expenses here I wasn't expecting. And we should have had enough. And, and it's just, and like, like, we don't have enough. Anybody been there before? This is called not being Blessed. This is in the non-blessed category. You work and you work and you work and you work and nothing works for you. As I, I just described a lot of people, a lot of Christians like this. Certainly non-Christians. Their lives suck everywhere they go. They hear a huge sucking sound. Shhh, nothing works for them. Everything's horrible. I pass out. I prayed and I gave money. Nothing happened. You know, because the thing is, as soon as they trust asking God for a miracle, they want to hit the lottery. They want all of a sudden. Open up a big old semi flood of fish comes dumping on them, right? What's well, first? They look and I, I still got the same fish. But the thing is, when God blesses you, you don't run out of the fish. That's the difference. It's versus being blessed and not being blessed. Don't get discouraged the minute you pray; things don't change right away dramatically, like somebody raising from the dead. On occasion, you'll hear dramatic stories like that. You'll hear, some of you have, everybody has, you know, if you've been walking with Jesus very long and all, everybody has their cool stories of, God had changed this and changed this. You listen to preachers like me, and we talk about, God did this, and God did that, and God And you get the idea that, wow, God does stuff for these guys all the time. No, you're just hearing the shortened version of 58 years. Right? Well, I got this happened. I got this happening, I got like, you know, maybe 10 really cool stories. After that, I get really boring. Okay, but I got 10 really cool ones, you know, and we talk about you. Oh, man, this guy has miracles all that. No, most of my miracles. It's a bucket of fish that just doesn't run dry. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Don't get discouraged when things don't change right away. Walk in faith. Trust God. Honor God. Give and it shall be given to you. Again, he wasn't talking lottery. He's talking your fish bucket holds up. That's the kind of blessings that we're talking about. And you can either choose to keep running out of fish and having an empty bucket or learn to walk in faith. Honor God and watch what happens. How things keep always being better than they should be. And again, you talk to people who do this. They're testimonious. they're shocked. It's amazing. Things go better. We started doing this and I could, all of a sudden I got more money. Uh, things are going. They're not mad. They're in the choir. Um, the, the <laughs> you guys in, over the other campus, all of a sudden, like 10 people stand up and start walking out. Like, Whoa, they're mad. They're not mad. I don't think they're mad. They might be mad, but they're singing. If they're mad, they're singing mad. But uh, So things don't freak out. You guys, when things don't change right away. Okay? That's not, that's pretty rare that that happens. What you will hear is lots of stories of, wow, it's just better. Our life is better. Our relationship is better. Our situation is better. I'm feeling better. Things are going better. I've got more than I thought I'd have, and somehow I'm just constantly doing better. That's what we're talking about. When we're talking about God blessing you. I would rather walk around with a simple pail and have it never run out than constantly reaching in and not have enough. All right. Okay, so. Then we go on and we read the second miracle. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat to go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. I don't know what they were thinking. There's only the one boat. He says, get in the boat, go to the other side. They're probably thinking, uh... How are you getting to the other side? But they, you know, they got to a place where they didn't ask him many questions because they were afraid of him. The Bible says they were afraid to ask him questions because he always yelled at them for something. You know, they say, "Well, what does this parable mean?" He says, "Are you so deaf you can't understand? Stop yelling at me!" I mean, they don't get it. You know, and he's constantly telling them, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!" And they, I think, got to the point where, "Okay, just do whatever he says." So, get in the boat. I'll catch up. Just the one boat. I ain't asking him, you ask him, let's go, you know, so they, they got in and they take off, all right, so they're rowing and it's a lousy night, the wind's blowing and they're working and it's taking them forever to go, and they're hardly making any distance at all, so um, after he dismissed them, he went up to a mountainside by himself to pray, later that night he was there alone, okay, it's the middle of the night and the boat was already a considerable distance from land actually it should be to the other side of the lake but it's not yet because buffeted by the waves and because the wind was against them so this is a lousy night for these guys ah oh, night law oh the wind's blowing so hard and it's dark and it's cold I assume it's dark because it's probably clouds and I don't know if you've ever been out in the middle of nowhere where there's no lights and no stars it gets really dark so it's yeah you know, their whole evening is just lousy and uh it says so at, at uh, verse 25 shortly before dawn so this is all in the middle of the night uh Jesus went out to them well how did he do that walking on the lake well that's impressive you know, everybody's gone, they're over there, he's not worried about it, he says, okay, I better go, so he just starts walking on the water, again, who even claims to have done anything like this but Jesus Christ, it's truly stunning, so he's walking out, <laughs> not getting anywhere, and all of a sudden... They look and, and through the haze and the wind and the dark, and, and they can see somebody walking on the water. This is creepy. Okay, this is not normal. I mean, you know, have you ever been standing and you didn't think anybody was behind you and somebody walks up and says hi and you ah, you know what I'm saying? Freaks the willies out of you. Can you imagine being out on the lake <laughs> and you see someone walking on the water? It's creep out time. And the Bible says, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. Ah! It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Well, I'll bet. I'll, I'll bet. Good grief. This has got to freak the willies out of you. But as I'm reading this, I'm going, ow, oh, ow, oh, ow, oh, ow, oh, ow. Oh. This is brilliant. Brilliant. It's amazing how many people are afraid of Jesus. When Jesus shows up, it scares the willies out of them. Some of you sitting in church right now, some of you visiting at our campus, you're sitting the first time, you're just white knuckled as it is, you can't wait to find out what's going to happen next. (laughs) What are they going to do next? You're scared. A lot of people won't come to church. A lot of you guys watching me on television. You rats never go to church. Get off your butts, for heaven's sakes, go to church. But they watch me every Sunday morning. Come on, get a life, go to church. But they don't want to go. They're afraid. They're afraid Jesus might be. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? <laughs> and they're scared. And they're scared of one thing. And they sing songs and they do this and they got that crazy preacher. Oh my God! What's going to happen next? And then the scariest, most frightening part of the service shows up: the offering. <laughs> Here you go. Oh no, money! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take my money! I have my money! No! No! No, no, no! No! I'll pretend I'm singing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. No! Don't just get out my money! It's my money! All right, telephone. It's so scary. I'm going to lose up. I'm not going to have enough. My fish. I only got a couple of fish in the stupid bucket. Oh, no, no, I got half a fish less They have no concept about God blessing. Everything's fear to them. They're afraid. And a lot of reasons you guys don't give you're scared of death. You're scared of Jesus. Just anything churchy freaks you out. You know, I always hate to tell people I'm a preacher. You know, I out in public? What do you do for a living? And I go, oh. Because the minute you tell them, they freak out. You know, it's like you're the wicked witch of the West. You know. Oh, what's it going to do? What's it going to do? That witch. Oh, oh, I'll get you my pretty and your little... <laughs> All right, stop. <laughs> I'll do anything to make you pay attention. But, uh... Listen to me. You don't have to be afraid. People are scared when you say live life right, they get terrified. Quit having sex with your boyfriend. Oh no! Oh no! It's a ghost! Ah! You gotta forgive your ex-wife. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> They're scared to death. Give somebody No! My precious, my precious! I gotta... Everything about church scares the willies out of you. Stop it. It's not a ghost. (laughs) I don't know why you people come here. (laughs) Look, everywhere Jesus went, people were always better off. Every time after he touched them, they were healthier, they were happier. They lived longer. They were financially blessed. Their buckets didn't run out. God wants to bless you. You have nothing to fear from him. What you need to be afraid of are the things in your life that you don't want to let go of because you think it's helping you. It's not helping. Let go. Let God. You don't need to be afraid of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and for your truth. I pray, Lord, you help these truths get through to people's hearts and their minds. Help us to get this, God. You want to bless people. Lord, help us, Lord, not to get scourged when all of a sudden we don't see our bucket of fish change instantly, but to walk in great expectations that we'll always have more than enough. And God, help people not to fear getting right with God, because you've come to give us life and life more abundantly. And we thank you for that life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.